Hello, welcome to this, the latest episode of Going Upstairs from Opening Up Cricket. My name is Mark and in this edition I'm going to be looking at the power of vulnerability. Something which may seem like an oxymoron that we can't quite work out how vulnerability and our understanding of that which is often based around weakness, how that can be used as a power. But hopefully in this short dive into it, it'll give people a little bit of a thought about it from a different perspective. And it has huge links to sport as we as we'll hopefully see now. What's prompted me to record this this evening is the recent news that Richmond uh, of the AFL have won their third title in four years. And they are the team in world sport that had piqued my interest in this area. So it couldn't be better timing. Well, it could be better timing had I done it a little bit earlier and closer to their victory. But anyhow... So what does vulnerability mean when we think about it? The dictionary definition is a good place to start. And that states that vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Now, if we were to conclude our investigation of vulnerability with just that quotation then it would probably be something which we would look to avoid or we would run the other way from when in actual fact if we apply it to sport and to life uh, volunteering to be vulnerable can have some extraordinary benefits and ones which do change the way people live their lives for the positive But it doesn't sound like it, does it, when we read it in that sense? We think of vulnerability as the vulnerable in society or we think of a time in our life when we felt particularly vulnerable and our defences are down and we perhaps aren't equipped to deal with things. When we're looking to be able to be, for example, resilient or deal with difficulties, we need to have experience of having dealt with them before otherwise it can be very difficult to adapt and that's often a theme of mental skills and fitness to put ourselves in positions where we are uncomfortable to be able to get the experience that we can use later when we don't necessarily have the choice to do it so vulnerability I think can be looked at in that way as well but if we think about situations where we have felt vulnerable they're not ones that you would you would automatically want to run towards. You might think back to a time in your childhood, um, you know, when you were lost. Perhaps you, you your parents walked off in a shopping centre and you were there, no idea where you were, or you were in the uh, National Rail Museum in York, like I was as a little kid, and uh, I lost my parents and uh, couldn't understand where they were, didn't know what was going on, very upset, and, and so on. Oh, it could be something more recent where we have experienced those feelings of vulnerability and being exposed. So we're not necessarily talking about going to the, the, the most traumatic end of it. But the theme of exposing ourselves to vulnerability and being vulnerable is something that can make a big difference. And this comes from the idea that, and indeed not just the idea, the reality that we all have vulnerabilities and things that we struggle with 
every single person, those who appear to be the strongest, the most resilient, able to deal with whatever life throws at them or seem to not have difficulties thrown at them, even though that person, mythical though they may be, has vulnerabilities and things that they struggle with. So if we take that as a truth, perhaps in a sporting environment or a work environment, and accept the reality that everyone has that in common, that's a useful starting point for investigating this. We spend a lot of our lives trying to pretend we don't have vulnerabilities or projecting strength in situations where perhaps that is necessary. If you're a boxer, for example, you don't perhaps want to show certain vulnerabilities in the ring. And the same applies with with cricket. You don't want to show your vulnerability outside off stump uh, to the bowler. But we can extend the bravado and the show of not having vulnerabilities perhaps too far. But we need to take risks. And anything, anytime we try something new, it is a risk. You think about the first time if you've bowled a slower ball uh, in the nets. It's a safe environment, but it might well have ended up landing on the top of the net. Or it might have ended up spearing towards someone's head and you've had to hastily apologise for it. But anything we try, um, anything we try as a, as a new venture is going to be a risk. But of course, for growth whether that means in our, our our sporting prowess, in our relationships and anything else, it is a necessary risk. We always hear these things on all these great podcasts that are around and superb articles about how we don't grow within the comfort zone and how we need to move outside of that. And you may have, have, have read the book, which I've got behind me, um, by Dave Ulred, The Pressure Principle. And he talks in there about his work with Johnny Wilkinson and getting him out of his comfort zone and into the ugly zone where things don't feel right and it feels awkward, but it's a great place to learn. And being vulnerable is, of course, part of that. Johnny Wilkinson, you know, what a hero, amazing kicker of a rugby ball, but taking him into a situation where he didn't feel amazing, where he wasn't nailing the um, the ball between the the sticks every time he did it that showed a vulnerability that he's not perfect that he can get it wrong which of course we take a step back from that and realize of course Johnny Wilkinson could miss a kick of course someone could drop a catch bowl a bad spell but when it's you as an individual saying that out loud or even showing that that can happen is something which isn't necessarily done as a default But this idea of us all being vulnerable and not knowing everything is a difficult place to arrive at. The acceptance that we don't have all the answers is something which can make us feel like we're not really worthwhile. If you're an expert in an area, let's say it's cricket or history or medicine, you will not have read every book there is. There's millions and millions of books in the world. You will not know absolutely everything. And we often see in these areas, those who are the most effective are the ones who do just keep learning. And displaying that vulnerability and putting our hands up and saying, I don't have all the answers. I don't know enough about that. Gives us a chance to learn. Those who are closed off and say, I know everything about this. Well, 
by definition, they won't because there'll always be something new, whether that be a new finding in an area or a new interpretation or just something that else that contributes to it. So this is, I guess, micro vulnerability. It's not the vulnerability like the dictionary definition talks about in terms of the very, very rawest human states. But to get us in touch with how we can seek growth and opportunity and also peace of mind, vulnerability is a really, really useful thing to explore. And I think the peace of mind thing from a well-being perspective is really important because we might look at ourselves and and, and artificially develop um, a sense of of calm and of and of of being content by thinking that we've mastered something when actually acknowledging that it's a lifelong pursuit is is motivating there's always something you can do to improve and accepting vulnerabilities does help us engage with all of our feelings so with this rather than just engaging with feelings of power and strength and and things going well it lets us tap into a side of ourselves which we might avoid we might not want to feel sad upset or inferior to others or to where we think we should be but accepting those vulnerabilities can make us think much more widely about how who we are and how we how we are and that's often a thing isn't it we, we we like to think more positively we want to practice things like gratitude to try and try and have a mindset which is perhaps more constructive but there's nothing at all wrong with feeling feeling down or feeling off and le- and having situations that affect us but as we always hear the more and more we deny feelings the more and more we repress them that can cause some difficulties when finally they do come out so accepting vulnerabilities is a way of of helping us engage with everything and really know ourselves that little bit more but what stops us being vulnerable it's a mixture of everything i guess it's a it's ourselves but it's also ourselves in relation to the world around us where perhaps we don't see enough vulnerability and maybe, if we're being honest, when we do see it, we might detect in some people that it's uh, for show or it's been put on. Um, certainly, that might put off people if they think that when others have done it, it's not been authentic and it's been for a, for a purpose which isn't just being honest and open. But generally speaking, and I just would look at my own experience and say, what had stopped me being being vulnerable, being open in the past was really a fear of what that might lead to inside myself. If I start to admit that this isn't going as well as I'd like or that this decision was wrong or was not necessarily wrong, but was 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 maybe rushed or ill thought, then what does this mean for my being? Have I got absolutely everything wrong uh, and so on? So those things can get in the way. But a, a classic is within sport, we have this paradox of vulnerability. Now, an article was written for our website a number of years ago by uh, a lovely gentleman called Nick Peters. Nick was a professional cricketer for Surrey, uh, a, a guy who 
had a real purple patch at one point in his career, but but left the sport and and trained as a psychotherapist. And Nick wrote the article for the website based on his twin experiences of sport and then in therapy. Now, uh, sadly, Nick passed away not too long ago, uh, which made me revisit the article and, and pull out some of the things from it. And I'll link it at the end of this episode so that you can read it for yourself. But essentially what Nick talks about in the article is this paradox of a sporting mindset needing to portray strength almost at all costs when we're over the white line and we want to be projecting onto the other team that we're stronger than them and and be able to win that psychological battle. But from Nick's perspective, what was a, a problem or what is a problem was when we cross back over that white line into the rest of our lives and still maintain that that mindset when really the vulnerability of of talking about how we're feeling of sharing things with people so that we can we can get some support is really needed and of course it is needed in sport as well as just in your uh, other avenues of your life so as much as we might be trying to impress a strength and resolve on to the opposition when we're playing, when we're amongst teammates and in a, a team environment, vulnerability is, is certainly a, 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 a certainly appropriate. And from a couple of the examples I'm going to give, I would say essential. And here's the thing, which might be another paradox to, to consider. If people consider talking about their feelings and their worries and their insecurities as being weak, I would challenge that by saying, who finds it easy to talk about how they're feeling, to go quite deep into what's going on inside their mind and their emotional state? Well, a lot of us would say we find it difficult. So if it's hard to do it, then surely it takes a strength to be able to. And that's worth considering if we are going to approach vulnerability from a a, a perspective of, of wanting to to be strong well in fact it actually is a strength to use it if you think of it that way and we probably have all anyone who's listened to this seen the film the edge about the england men's cricket team on their journey to being ranked world number one in test cricket and that whole film is so perfectly put together because it shows us the vulnerabilities of these players it has us gaining an insight to how Monty Panesar dealt with pressures, how Stephen Finn felt, how Jonathan Trott was exposed to um, an awful and challenging period in his life. But these vulnerabilities that we see on camera are very moving, are very affecting. However, they weren't necessarily shared at the time. And what we have is a group of people looking back on experiences that they may well have dealt with better or found it easy to deal with had they exposed that vulnerability earlier on. Now, I mentioned Richmond earlier. And people who've talked to me at any, talked with me at any length about sort of teams and and how to support each other will probably be sick of me mentioning uh, this group. But couple of things for those who maybe aren't tired of me mentioning this or haven't had uh, the chore of listening to it yet Richmond have had at the start of this this cycle 
where they've been so successful, the three titles in four years, having previously not won for uh, decades. It's based around that that exposing the vulnerabilities and 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 people people and players and a team unit being being the, the ultimate support. And one exercise that was used, which people can use in any setting, is the three H's exercise. They would get e- they got each player at the beginning of um, a season to talk about um, a hero, a hardship, and a highlight in their life. So a hero and a highlight can be done relatively straightforward. Perhaps doesn't require that much vulnerability, although it's a nice way of getting to know people. But everyone in this team talking about a hardship in their life exposing something which they may not have mentioned to others out loud before a very very powerful thing and the great thing about an exercise like that is if everyone's doing it it's not a case that you're exposing yourself and thinking how's this going to be received am i you know on my own here am i the only one who's going to be viewed in a certain way everyone doing it and it's a reminder of course that everyone has those vulnerabilities but there's two concepts that linked to the way Richmond had gone had gone about things, and indeed many many across the world will go about things like this, but perhaps it hasn't been labelled in this way. People have the permission to be imperfect. Now that's really profound. We know we're not perfect, but we can spend a lot of our lives not just striving for perfection, which is in itself is a, is a, is a, can be a really positive thing to always want to improve, to strive to get to the, the next stage, but, but actually to be caught up by that and not be satisfied at all in any way if you're not perfect can be really, really sad. So that permission within the group to be imperfect, to be able to say this isn't going well, or even just to imply that something isn't as it could be is really, really such a simple thing, but one which we can all take into our lives. And I've certainly in the the self-talk or the conversation I have with myself, that's a lesson that I picked up from from this their experience and saying, can I give myself the permission to be imperfect? Can I get home after having a day where I could have done things better or I'm frustrated with my reaction to something? Or whatever, can I actually forgive myself and say, yeah, do you know what? It's fine to have not done everything as well as I could have done today. And there's always tomorrow. And this is based around the idea that everyone in that group is unconditionally worthy. They don't need to be playing well to have someone consider them to be worthwhile and part of the group. Now, I'm sure people listening can think about times where they're very popular because of things that they're doing well. You're in the runs, you're leading the way in your club. And yeah, you'll find that people do want to speak to you. People want to give you a pat on the back. People like the association with people who are successful. Maybe some of it rubs off on us. Do you have quite as many people saying words to you when you're not doing so well? It may be that, yeah, people gravitate more towards those who are informed or it might be that it's not so much of a a big deal in your setting but letting everyone know in that group that they are unconditionally worthy that there's 
people always have time for them, no matter how well they're playing, no matter what they've done, no matter anything, is a key component of how they build their team and their and their their environment. And I'm a relatively recent convert to the sport of Australian rules football. Don't know a, a great deal about it. I enjoy watching it, but I'm absolutely delighted that this Richmond story is continuing and it's showing success because it can tell people that this vulnerability that they've practiced is not just something which is a new age idea which is a fad it's actually proving to be incredibly successful you think of any sport to win your title three years out of four this is serious stuff and some of the things that they do for the well-being of the players also contribute to their performance well that's got to be something that we all sit up and take notice of and we're looking over in the UK here um, Liverpool Football Club maybe on the road to creating another of their their great dynasties like they had in the, the 1970s and 80s and, and there's a lot said about what Klopp does with his players there's certainly an element there of the psychological safety that they have that people do feel able to speak and to share things. Um, players won't be blamed for everything they've got. That's something that runs through it. And, and Klopp said in an interview, anyone who's trying something on the field will not be blamed if they've given it everything. So that therefore, people can express some vulnerability. They can try things out. Um, as If they're putting every effort in, then they will be supported all the way. Uh, along that. Now I come back to a, a, a quote that I've used a few, quite a few times in, in, in recent months and this is one that Steve Hansen, the former All Blacks coach said um, and I'll read it out word for word here. He said in terms of New Zealand, our biggest problem is that is we don't give those people who are struggling the permission to say they're struggling. It takes a lot to be vulnerable because how people react to your vulnerability is going to allow you to do it again or shut you down. So giving the permission is key and then just letting them be vulnerable. And he's talking there, I believe, about wider New Zealand society. He's, he's attempted, along with many others, to use the All Blacks as uh, as role models for how we, we would like people to, to interact with each other. But a couple of things in there are perfect for this discussion about vulnerability. The permission... If we think about that, if it's implied, if we're there saying, oh, of course someone can say they're struggling, that's not good enough. I firmly believe we need to be more um, explicit and to say, no, let's let people know definitively that they can talk about it. Give them the permission, be explicit about it. And, and, and Steve Hansen is spot on when he says th about the reaction how many people have opened up and spoken about something and felt that the reaction they've got was was poor? What does that do to you? Well, it probably makes you think that person doesn't care and maybe you then surmise that the next person won't care and you, you don't think that it's appropriate for you to talk about it. I think we all have been there to some extent. I can recall times in my own life where I've... I thought long and hard about sharing something, I found a way of doing it, 
And then in the way it's been received, I thought, I don't know why I bothered. This, this person doesn't seem to care. Now, as you as you go on and you think more about it, there's a load of reasons. You might have misinterpreted it. They might have been having a tough day, all kinds of things. But really, we do, a lot of us find it hard to talk about how we feel. And I don't think this vulnerability concept is about telling absolutely everyone, absolutely everything in your head. It can be a careful selection of who to share it with. And I was, when I was speaking to someone earlier this week doing a, um, a workshop, they said, yeah, they've got a couple or three people that they'll be able to say pretty much anything to. But beyond that, they wouldn't feel comfortable to. And that's absolutely fine. But I think we've all got to have someone somewhere in our lives that we can speak to about things that we are struggling with. And um, Gilbert Hinoka, who's the All Blacks Mental Skills Coach, said, accepting your vulnerability and having comfort in uncertainty is one method of managing stress. So we think about that, the stress aspect of it. Yeah, actually, what, what winds us up, what gets us tense? Well, it can be things that are out of our, our control and talking about that, talking it through, rationalising perhaps, or whatever term we might use can be really useful for that. And I would recommend to anyone to go to search for Head First New Zealand. It's a website, it's got a lot of mental wellbeing resources on it, and they've got some fantastic videos of um, All Blacks rugby players as well as others in, in, their, in, in New Zealand who are talking about ways that they've dealt with with, with challenges around mental health and fitness and it's so direct but it's just so honest and so so engaging and you I found after the videos just thinking why is it still a conversation that we have to have to try to encourage people to to talk about their feelings when it's just clearly so so beneficial to us and Rory McElroy uh, as an example um, I'll read the quote, said, I've always felt like I've been relatable and approachable. I think there was a thing back home where people didn't feel that way about me anymore. Because of what I went through at Portrush, maybe to show that vulnerability, people could relate to me a little more again. And that, for a leader's perspective, if we're showing some vulnerability, that can help others. It can be that role modelling that's there. I spoke to a friend of mine, Mike Dodds, who's... Um, uh, I think he's, I can't remember his job title now at Birmingham City Academy. Sorry, Mike. Um, I think it's Lead Youth Development Coach or, or, or something along those lines. And Mike was talking about role modelling behaviour and how he's not afraid to show players when he is a bit upset with, with things, when he is angry, when he is happy, when he is anything, because then they see from someone that they respect and that they work with that actually all these emotions do occur and it's fine to feel them. And obviously we've got to express them in appropriate ways, like he would be. But that bit there we can look at and think, if we want to make people more comfortable in talking about how they feel and seeking help when they need to, in sharing a problem, then maybe we need to show them that it's fine to do and that we should put our hands up occasionally. If you're a teacher or you're a sports coach or you're a player and you can maybe put your hand up and say, well, I did them now, not happy with that, wasn't too good. That can have the ripple effect for other people. So, that idea, I guess, to conclude is that for personal growth and development, it happens outside of our comfort zone. And thinking about vulnerability is a, is a stage towards that. How can we embed vulnerability in sport? Well, 
I think mindfulness and, and, and meditation is a great route to being able to connect with our feelings and then think about acknowledging them and then being a step closer to being able to share them. Journaling as well. It doesn't always have to be spoken word. Writing down how we're feeling can be very powerful to, it, to that end. And to advocate it. If you feel comfortable to be able to share, then that can have a really big effect on those around you. But we also have to think about when vulnerability is best shared and to think, is it something that we we can embed straight away? Or is it something that we want to, to bring in gradually? Because it might be that people aren't really used to doing it. Um, and I think if we look at the idea of one technique within sport can be if we encourage it through our for our interaction with our with our game an exercise where we've got share a problem get a solution so everyone writes down a problem or a challenge that they have could be about sport could be in life in general can be anonymized can be done loads of different ways they're put in the middle and then someone else picks up someone else's and suggests a solution for it now that can then be really worked on to to, to, to broaden out in lots of different ways. Um, but I think the key for my study of it and my understanding is just any way we can to try and do this more um, for sporting performance, but for sort of the way we, way we behave with ourselves and others, starting off by, by picking someone or, or some people who we think we, we can trust. And Brenny Brown, who's... Um, book and and uh, TED Talk and there's a Netflix documentary as well and she talks about vulnerability as sort of a world leader in this area he says we're, we're it's a privilege that we're giving to someone if we trust them with what we what, what's inside us so being vulnerable is of course as I've already said not just about telling everyone everything but we do need to be selective and it is a privilege for you if someone is is telling you about those things that are, that are really really important to them and, and really perhaps deep inside them so there's some thoughts about the idea of vulnerability i'd love to hear back from people about how they embed it in what they do in sport and what they do in the workplace what they do in life i think it's something that's got so much discussion about it and is it that we call it something else is it the word vulnerability maybe people are put off by i've got Two perspectives there. One, we, we perhaps need to own the word ourselves rather than let it be uh, just the property of the negatives. But is there other words that people use? Is there other ways that they embed it? Um, anything like that, just send me a note on the social media or drop me a line at mark at openingupcricket.com. For now, though, thanks very much for listening. I hope it's prompted some thoughts in you. And please look at the show notes for some further reading and thinking. Thank you.